There's great power in a name. It says who we are. It's what we are known by to all those around us. And there's nothing so powerful as the name of the Lord God. In a world that often feels chaotic and fear-filled, God's name is the one to hold close. In this series on the names of God, CMC pastors will be sharing the importance and emphasis of each name and revealing how they meet the needs of our everyday circumstances and situations. Join Associate Pastor Paul Kern in this series on the names of God. Well, we're in our study tonight in the names of God, and man, this series has been so great because we're just going deeper with the Lord and understanding how God meets us at every corner. I love that scripture. It says He is the ever-present God. He is ever-present in our time of need, and so God has a name to meet us in every situation, in every moment in our life. So tonight, in this session, I want to look at the name Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer, Jehovah Rapha. That's R-A-P-H-A, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who hears. You know, when we hear the name Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals, I think our first inclination is to think about physical healing. You know, we think about being healed physically by the Lord, and certainly we read a lot about Jesus touching people and and healing people and even the disciples being used by Jesus to touch and heal people. And while the word in Hebrew covers physical healing, it also covers a much broader spectrum than just physical healing. You know, in our world, in our day-to-day lives, we all experience a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, Stress, distress. I mean, we all uh, encounter these things day to day, just brokenness. And it has nothing to do with physical sickness or physical ailments, but it has a lot to do with emotional hurts and pains and, and mental hurts and struggles uh, in our minds, you know, and spiritual battles that we, that we deal with. And so the word Rapha is a broad word that really touches every area of our life. And I'm so glad that it wasn't just designated as being just God would heal us physically. Because, you know, <clears throat> obviously physical healing is a wonderful thing and we all want to be healed physically. But, you know, you can be healthy physically but be very unhealthy mentally and emotionally and spiritually. And you can really suffer even though physically everything's okay, but in these other areas of your life, you're really having a hard time. And, and you know, because we live in a fallen world, we come into contact with the world and we're susceptible to pain. We're susceptible to the hurt uh, that our world causes, whether it be directly or indirectly, but whether people do it on purpose or they do it on accident, the pain is still legitimate and the pain is still real and the wound is still hurtful. So, you know, as we look at this, I think about things like pain from our past. You know, some of us did not have the blessing of growing up in a, in a nurturing home with a mother and a father that, that loved us and we had stability and we had structure and we had encouraging words and good things that we were brought up under. You know, some of us grew up in a home where there was divorce. And the pain of that, that's real. I mean, that's a, that's a hurtful thing. I remember when my parents divorced when I was in my teens. And man, it was a very hurtful, difficult time in my life. You know, there's pain from um, things that happen with relatives, whether it be brothers and sisters that we just can't get along with, or maybe an aunt and a, or an uncle or, 
or a brother or whatever that, that um, neglected or, or a father or mother that abused us, family conflicts, fa- family dysfunction. You know, there's things that have happened in our past that have left wounds in us, difficult things in our hearts, in our lives. And, you know, we wake up every day and we go through the day, but, but we still tend to struggle with things that happened in our past. And then, you know, I think about the present, just things that we encounter each day, just arguments with people and disagreements and, and things that come up throughout the day. You know, an, an accident happens or a car wreck or a sickness or some kind of thing going on in our family. So just everyday things that we walk through presently, maybe even tonight as you're here, you're dealing with with wounds and hurts that you're actually presently having to to deal with in your life. And then, of course, things in the future that we haven't even faced yet or walked through yet. But there's a lot of pain for people when they think about their future, the uncertainties of their future, the anxiety and the stress that brings. You know, what's going to happen to me? And, you know, who's going to take care of me when I get old? And, and how, how am I going to deal with with this issue in my life and, you know, how am I going to pay this bill and what's going to happen at work? You know, I've got this situation. I just, you know, all of these unknowns. Whatever the case, the need for healing in our lives is real and it's very deep. It can go very, very deep and it can affect you in really profound ways. The daily need for Jehovah Rapha is so real and so vital. And that's why I think this study is so important because we're talking about the names of God. You know, I think about Moses. You remember when he had his encounter with the Lord and there was the burning bush and God began to speak to him and Moses asked the Lord, he said, who shall I say is sending me? And God said, tell them I am is sending you. And I love the fact that God picked that name because basically... What God was saying is, I am whatever you need me to be whenever you need me to be it. So if you need provision, then I'm Jehovah Jireh. If you need peace, I'm Jehovah Shalom. If you need healing, I'm Jehovah Rapha or Jehovah Rophe. And so we see that God is able to meet us in every single area of our life and what hope and comfort that gives me tonight that God has not left me here on this planet as an individual to have to figure this out on my own and somehow make life work no God is there for us amen God is there with us each and every day and he has a name to meet us at every single place you know I think about emotional hurt and pain you know, emotional hurt and pain can affect you physically. You know, we, there's been tons of studies done on how emotional hurt and emotional pain can affect your body. Ulcers, stress, anxiety, high blood pressure. There's even been a lot of studies linked to emotional hurt and pain, how it feeds cancer in your body. And it can cause cancer to grow in your body. There's been lots of extensive studies done on emotionally how things impact us physically. And that's why it's imperative that we know God 
as our healer and our need meter in that area of our life because if we don't know God as Jehovah Rapha, here's what will happen, church. We'll be tempted to find other ways to address that issue in our life. We'll address it through prescription medication or drugs. We'll address it through alcohol. We may address it through unhealthy, unproductive relationships that do nothing but just make life even more difficult for us, unhealthy habit patterns that we develop in our life. So it's so important tonight as I'm speaking that, you know, you're not just coming to a midweek service or if you're listening by podcast in your car or while you're working out, that you don't just let this go over you because it's so vitally important that we understand the significance of Jehovah Rapha, God our healer. God is your healer, and God wants to heal you. God wants to touch each one of us here in this room tonight. But we have to be careful because the enemy is always there trying to cause us to stumble and take detours to something that we consider maybe can be a temporary relief. Because I think that's what we do when we get ourselves in emotional pain and we get in emotional struggles and problems. We just want relief. As fast as I can get it, I want to get it. And sometimes we don't make healthy decisions to get relief. And oftentimes what happens when we don't make those healthy decisions to get relief from the pain that we're in, we just create a greater pain and a deeper wound in our life that just begins to get infected. And then it begins to infect not only in our lives, but it also begins to affect how we run our homes, how we raise our children, how we treat people that we work with because of that wound in our life. Look at Exodus chapter 15 with me. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. God is speaking to his people, and he tells them something really important. He says, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight. Listen, do what is right in his sight and obeying his commands and keeping his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of these diseases that I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Now that's so profound and so powerful when you look at that because God has a system that he has set in place, a, a design that he has woven within the fabric of creation that works. There's a way that God has designed life to work, but he, there's a way that the enemy has come in to deceive, to get us to miss God's design. Now, the plagues, you know, for example, the Egyptians, they didn't seek the Lord. They didn't seek the one true Jehovah God. They had many gods that they worshiped. They worshiped idols and false gods, trying to meet the needs in their life. Now, we don't have idols and false gods today like they did. You know, I, I don't reach in my pocket and pull out a little bell statue and say, you know, here's my God. But it really is no different in the 21st century 
We let cars become our gods and people become our gods. We have all kinds of idols that we set up in our life that become very unhealthy for us. And I want you to notice that the Egyptian empire collapsed under that lie. They're no longer even around anymore. They're not even here. You know, you never hear of an American Egyptian. You don't, you don't ever hear of a Russian Egyptian. <clears throat> you don't hear of a Hispanic Egyptian. But you do hear of an American Jew and a Russian Jew, right? I mean, because God's word sustains his people. And that's why they're still here today as a people. You think about the Jewish people. They've been dispersed more than any other people group than, than we can possibly imagine. The Babylonian captivity, the Persian captivity, the, the Assyrian captivity, the Roman captivity. These guys were taken and spread out all over the place for, for centuries. And yet they're still a people that, that stand under God. And that's because God is Jehovah Rapha. He is God, our healer. The plagues that God used through Moses brought sickness and emotional pain. And I'm sure that pain was very deep and difficult for those people. You know, I think about Moses going and talking to, to Pharaoh and all the plagues that came on those people. And I mean, I just think about how hard that must have been for those people. I mean, that, that was, you know, if you put your, your shoes in their sandals, so to speak, I mean, those folks went through some hard, difficult things. Imagine those plagues. Imagine the distresses that were on those people when they went through all of those things. And the point that I want you to understand is Jehovah Rapha is not a guarantee of some magical name that ensures that we will never get sick or we will never face issues in life. That's not the case. We all deal with sickness. We all deal with pain. I mean, there's very few people that I've ever spoken to that haven't been sick at some point in time in their life, whether it would be a stomach bug or a cold or a flu or, or had something go wrong with their body and they had to have surgery. I mean, we all deal with that. We all, we, we all get sick. And we get sick because of old age. I mean, that happens. It's a natural part of life. We get sick because of what we eat. We don't eat well. We don't eat the right things. And so we get sick. We, we neglect our bodies. We don't get enough rest and different things, so we get, we get sick. And, and lots of times because we don't know how to handle stress in the right way, we get sick. So there's a lot of different reasons in life that people get sick. This is not the sickness that God is talking about. These things come as a result of the fallen world that we live in. All these things just happen as a result of a fallen world that we live in. The Bible almost always ties healing to the sin that caused it. Almost always. As a matter of fact, let's look at a few scriptures together. Psalms 103, verse 2 and 3, it says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and he heals all my diseases. Isaiah 1, verse 5 and 6. Why do you continue to invite punishment? Must you rebel forever? Your head is injured and your heart is sick. You are battered from head to foot, covered with bruises and welts and infected with wounds without any soothing ointments or bandages. See, they, they brought that on themselves. James chapter 5, this is in the New Testament, verse 14 and 15. Are any of you sick? 
You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray for you, anointing your head with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you've committed any sins, you'll be forgiven. Now listen to this. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. In Exodus chapter 15, God is talking about the diseases that he himself put on the Egyptians because they were in rebellion against God and they worshiped false gods. And so sickness came on them because of their rebellious, sinful ways. So God is showing his people that you won't have to face those kinds of things in your life and in your heart when you're aligned with me. And I'm going to give you a couple examples of just a personal experience, even in my, even in my own life. But he's showing them that I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the God who can heal you. All of these other things, they're, they're substitute gods. You know, I think it's funny, you, you know, we look at all the medications and, and certainly, you know, at nighttime around 9 or 10 o'clock at night when you turn on the television, one of the big things that you're always going to see is the pharmaceutical, the big pharmaceutical companies advertising all of their medicines. And it always cracks me up because they have to talk about all the side effects that they do to you. And I'm thinking, if the sickness doesn't get you, that medicine definitely is going to get you. I I don't even want none of that. Just give me an aspirin. Let's just call it good. You know what I'm saying? God is showing us, if you live my way, you'll experience Jehovah Rapha in your life. I will heal you emotionally. I'll heal you mentally. I can heal you spiritually. I can even heal you physically. But if you walk in the world's way, if you walk in rebellion, you walk in pride, you walk in disobedience, you're going to be overcome by hurt and pain, and it is a result of your rebellion against God. And I could probably say, give me a raise of hand of people who have experienced that. And there would be a lot of hands that would say, yes, Paul, because of my own rebellious ways, because of my disobedience, I have produced pain and hurt and wounds in, in my life. You know, I think too many people, they come to church, they, they sit under the word of God, they hear the message, but they don't allow it to transform their heart and mind. Now, being in a position of a pastor and being here at our church on staff next year, 25 years for me, I've seen a lot of people come and a lot of people go through our ministry. And I've watched people sit under the word. The word being taught, the word being preached, the word going forth. And I've watched people who received the word, the word was planted in their heart, and the word produced fruit. And man, it blessed them in their life. But then I've watched other people come. They're sitting just a few seats from them. They hear the same message. They sit under the same word. And yet, the word does not have a healing effect 
It doesn't have a transformative effect. It doesn't have a renewing effect on their lives because they just come to church. They go through a religious diddly-what, but they don't ever really let the Word come in and literally transform them into a new person. And then they wonder why their hearts are not healed from the hurts and the things that they've experienced in life. And, and I've watched a lot of people tell me, Paul, you know, I tried Christianity, I tried God, that didn't work for me. And it's sad. But you don't experience Jehovah Rapha daily in your life, the healing of Jehovah Rapha in your life, until you submit your life to him. So you literally got to yield your life to him. And a lot of people, you know, God's kind of like just another commodity or a hobby that they add to their life. They're almost like they're Christian atheists. They believe in God, but he makes no difference at all in how they live their life, how they spend their money, how they entertain themselves. And see, it's sad that we don't make these connections. You know, I'm smart enough to know at 53 years old that I can't watch a lot of horror movies on Netflix and think that I'm going to have a good, healthy sleep and a good, healthy life. It just won't work. I talk to our young adults about that all the time because it's, there's a disassociation that people don't connect the dots. You've got to connect the dots. You can't go hang out in the clubs and in the bars and be around a bunch of people that are living ungodly and then think that you're going to walk in health and healing and joy and fulfillment and contentment. No, that, that won't work in life. So you experience Jehovah Rapha when you submit your life to him and you yield to him. You know, I think about back in my teenage years, I was in control of my life. I called the shots. I did what I wanted to do. I remember doing a lot of stupid stuff, taking a whole lot of uh, drugs. I had no idea what they were, but they were free, so I took them. I remember drinking a whole lot of alcohol. I remember being very promiscuous because I was just such a lost person. I didn't know the Lord, but it was going to be Paul's way or no way. I wasn't going to listen to what anybody told me. I did what I wanted to do, and I suffered the consequences. As a matter of fact, Jehovah Rapha is still actively working in a process of healing me even at 53 years of age because of things that I did up until I was 23 years of age. And so the Lord came into my life at 23 years of age, and he began to heal me and change my life because I submitted myself to him. Now, I didn't say, okay, one day, God, I give you my life, and instantly God healed me of everything. No, there's, there's a process that, that takes place over time. Some, some wounds and scars and hurts are much worse than others, and they're deeper than others. And it takes time for God to perform those surgeries and those healings in your life. And so I just tell you that because I don't want you to get discouraged because it's like, well, Paula, you know, I'm coming to church, and I'm really trying to submit myself to the Lord, and, and I still have these struggles that I'm dealing with. Yes, that's right. That's not unusual. It doesn't mean you're weird. It doesn't mean God doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that God isn't working in your life to heal you. What it means is, is you just have to be patient. 
And you have to keep doing what you know God will bless, not what God won't bless. See, God has a system and God has a way to work in our life. And when I submitted my life to God, when I laid down my prideful ways, literally laid down my pride, God, you're in control. I give the reins to you. You're steering my life now, not me. I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. And I'm going to strive to consistently walk in that kind of obedience and submission every day, not just when I feel like it, not just when it's convenient for me, not just when I'm in church or not when I'm just with the right group of friends, but all the time I'm cultivating this relationship, see, with Jehovah Rapha. And God begins to come into my life, and God, boy, I'm telling you, over a period of about five years, did some serious, serious surgery in my life. I Literally, for about five years, I was just a big ball of tears as God was performing healing and surgery in my life. See, when you submit your life to God, Jehovah Rapha can come in, and he can begin to heal your life. Can I have an amen? amen. God healed me of the abuse I experienced growing up. God healed me from the hatred and unforgiveness I had in my heart toward my father, who was an alcoholic and abusive. God began to heal and restore my body from all of the drugs that I took through misuse and abuse of my body. And God began to heal my soul and my spirit. God began to do every single bit of that meat because Jehovah Rapha can do all those things when we yield our lives to him. Go to Exodus chapter 15 again. Exodus chapter 15, verse 22. It says, Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out into the desert of Shur. They traveled into the desert for three days without finding any water. And when they came into the oasis of Marah, the water was too bitter to drink. So they called the place Marah, which means bitter. And then the people complained, and they turned against Moses. What are we going to drink, they asked. And Moses cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw the wood into the water, and this made the water good to drink. And it was there at Marah that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said... If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God, and you will do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases of the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals. After leaving Marah, the Israelites traveled on to the oasis of Elim, where they found 12 springs and 70 palm trees. They camped there beside the water. You know, it's amazing how their life was. They were lost in a desert. Their life was bitter. But when Moses put that wood in the water, it became good. The water became sweet. The bitterness left. And when we submit to God, the cross of our Savior, Jesus Christ, turns a bitter life into a good life. It turns a difficult life into a sweet life, into a life of peace and blessings. From the Red Sea, the bitterness of Mara, to the oasis of Elam by the way of the cross. And sometimes life's circumstances leave you feeling bitter. Maybe you're here tonight and you're feeling bitter. 
But see, when we leave our bitterness at the foot of the cross and don't pick it back up, Jesus is able to bring us into a place of healing. Jesus took our bitterness. He set us free from slavery. In our lost condition, through his sacrificial death, he came and he healed us of our spiritual wound, which was death. He made us alive again unto God. And then he begins the process of healing us in every other way. Jehovah Rapha has set us in a place of peace and provision by 12 springs. The, the water is his word. It brings healing. And those, those trees provide that covering and that shade for protection and peace in our life. Tonight, I want to encourage you, allow God to be Jehovah Rapha in your life, your healer. Amen. Thank you for joining us each week for the CMC podcast. CMC has so much to offer. We host summer camps for all ages, a Christian school, K-4 through 12th grade, youth conferences, a college-age internship, and much more. Go to cmchurch.com for more information about all the great things CMC has for you. 